Hi, this is Real Men, unscripted with Derek and Jerry. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey, welcome back to our podcast. I'm Derek. I'm Jerry. And uh, I went on a uh, trip to see the... Before you start, does it smell like up dog in here? Up dog? Yeah. No, just down dog. (laughs) You're supposed to say, what's up dog? Uh, (laughs) I I knew you were telling a joke, but I figured I'd say down dog because I didn't uh, didn't get it. (laughs) All right, sorry. Continue. Uh, so, um, about a month ago, I had a, a jury trial with, um, you know, with one of the guys on the jury trial worked uh, for Allegiant Airlines, and he. Uh, so when we were talking, you know, because I was with him for almost three weeks, right, with this jury, and uh, so I told him, you know, do you ever fly to Stockton? And uh, he said, yeah. And I said, oh, well, maybe sometime uh, you'll be my pilot when I go to visit my grandkids. And literally, last weekend when I went to go visit the grandkids, I'm in the airport, and I go get to my gate, and I see him. So I, I walk up, and I, I said, hey, Brian, and I put my hand out to shake him. And he shakes it, but he's looking at me with like, that. Who the heck are you? Yep. He had that look, and I said, uh, oh, you don't remember me? And he said, mm, I said, man, you spent three weeks with me. And then he goes, oh, yeah, Derek, the marshal. And I was like, yeah, how are you? And he said, oh, you going to see the grandkids? I was like, yeah. So uh, he goes, oh, is, is your wife coming? I said, yeah, she's in the restroom. And so uh, he goes in, and as soon as we walk in, the um, – Flight attendant, Tammy was walking first, and she says, oh, hi, Mrs. Marshall. Hi, Mr. Marshall. And, and then we, uh, you know, we said, oh, hello. And and then they said, oh, where are your seats? And I said, oh, 27 D and E or something like that. And she's like, oh, no, you can sit in the emergency aisle. Because, oh, you know, you get more leg room. She didn't give you first class. Huh? Well, there's no first class on Allegiant. Really? They're all the- business class. Uh, they all the seats are the same. Wow. I think. Okay, but you have to pay extra for the emergency because of the leg room. Mm-hmm. You get extra leg room. You should know this as an FFA uh, guy. FAA. Oh, FAA, and, not uh, FFA. Is FFA I, like that's for like cows and animals or something? Let's Google it. F-F-A. Yeah, Google that. FFA. I think that's animals, <laughs> not FAA. Okay. Yeah. But anywho. So uh, anyhow, they tell us to, you know, take the emergency aisle. And um, and then uh, and then he calls me up there. So Tammy and I walk back up there. And have you ever been in a cockpit, baby? Yes, I have a few times. He let me sit, grab the joy. It was a joystick, not like in the movie Airplane where they, you know, have the, you know, that are on TV or different know. aircraft have different types. So. Yeah. And he said, literally there's like three computers and he really doesn't even fly the damn yeah. thing. Was that crazy or what? So Tammy took pictures. It was just pretty cool that he, you know, he let me do that. And then, uh, they hooked us up with the food and mm. drinks and not alcohol, but so, I mean, I, I suppose we could have, but it was six o'clock in the morning. So I didn't want uh, alcohol. 5 PM somewhere. Yeah. I'm just so what did you, What'd you find out? What uh, what's 
future farmers of America. Yes. So in Mendocino County, where I'm from, that's why I remember <laughs> that's FFA. That's why you're stuck on F- yes. FFA instead of FA. Yeah. Yeah. When I was air traffic controller before COVID happened, we used to fly for free, but we'd have to sit in the cockpit. So it, it was considered training. And you actually get, you don't fly for free. You actually get paid to fly. And so let's say my days off were Saturday, Sunday, right? So instead of going to work on Friday, I would fly out on Friday and I would get paid to fly and I'd return on Monday and I get paid to return. So the thing was you had to sit in the, the cockpit, but um, a lot of times what the pilots would do is, you know, after you take off, you're in the cockpit and for whatever reason, it's super cold in the cockpit. Were you freezing? Um, you stay there long? I mean, I had my sweatshirt and I mean, we were in there long enough to him to, you know, give me the tour of all the computers and, and, uh, you know, take maybe 10, yeah, maybe 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but COVID kind of ruined it for us because after COVID happened, then uh, they stopped allowing air traffic controllers to, to fly in the cockpit. So we're, I'm trying to think, remember when we were in there, I only saw two seats, it seemed yeah, like. Yeah, they have these little uh, seats called jump seats that are normally like behind, uh, towards the back, and they kind of fold down. Oh, uh, okay. And the bigger the aircraft, the bigger the jump seat normally Sometimes you're sitting on just like a little metal stool with a cushion on it. <laughs> it's super uncomfortable, but hey, and it's it's not really um, comfortable. Not only because it's physically uncomfortable, but at the same time, like you're, you're kind of stand, you're flying standby. So one time, uh, my wife and I went to Hawaii, and I oh, said, tell me you weren't in that. Well, I, I decided Hawaii. I was going to save some money, right? I was going to fly in the cockpit. Oh, my and but it's standby, so you're like. Oh, well, we have to see if you get on. I'm like, oh, man, my wife's already on the flight, right? And so luckily I got on, and on the way back, I was like, let's get there really early. And I get there early, and I get in the, the jump seat, and there's a, another controller that's trying to fly from from Hawaii to L.A., and I, I bumped him, basically. He couldn't fly uh, to L.A. because I got there earlier than him. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, so it, it doesn't go – I thought um, Morgan said it goes by seniority or something no, like that. No, it doesn't. If if the if th- there's an inspector, then he could kind of uh, uh-huh. boot you. But in terms of just like you know, for what we were doing, uh, is first come first serve. Oh man, that so you you could you could from the seat though, could you see outside the plane windows and mm-hmm. see like the sky and all that? Yeah, it's it's really hard because you know when you're an air traffic controller and you're calling traffic, you're like traffic twelve o'clock five miles opposite direction riding. And you're thinking, why can't this pilot see this plane? It's right there. <laughs> but, you know, once you get in the cockpit and you're looking out, it's it's so hard to see those planes. They could be like, you know, a mile away and they're so, so hard to see. Wow. Yeah. So then he gets on to announce, you know, that he's the captain and, you know, we're going to Stockton and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, all right, uh, if any of you give me any trouble, uh, I have a bailiff on uh, on here. And he goes, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, you know. But it, it was just pretty cool to I, – I wish I had my grandson with me because he would have just absolutely loved it. But I was like a little kid, and I told him he um, he has a better, um, uh, better job than me, man. It was pretty cool. So, yeah. So yeah. I, I just – I thought that was neat. You know, I've, I've looked in before from, like, where that bathroom, you know, yeah. that last bathroom. But I've never actually – sat down in the seat so yeah legion flies all those little um, podunk airports huh i think it was a 319 
the plane. Airbus. I think all of their Airbus their, 319, yeah. All of their planes are Airbus 319s or okay. 320s or something like that. Yeah. But it was, it was cool. Um anyhow and He didn't let you fly? No. No. <laughs> and then uh and then he wasn't on it when we I asked him if he was going to be they were just going there and then literally coming right. I mean there was people as we were walking out it was packed going cuz they were coming for the Raider game probably. And uh because a lot of people had their Raider stuff on because Raiders yeah. were playing home. Um, Allegiant, they're, they're starting to come up a little bit. I know when they first came out, they're like one of those um, budget airlines and kind of like Spirit and Frontier. I had a, a friend of mine who was working traffic, and they had a Spirit Airlines departing San Diego, and he was a New Yorker, so he had a thick New York accent. And they had a Spirit Airlines departing San Diego going to Las Vegas, and so my friend, his name's Rudy, he's trying to uh, get a hold of this the, the pilot, and he calls him a few times, no answer, no answer. Finally, the, the guy uh, answers back. He goes, what were you doing, breaking up a fight? Because, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a budget. Yeah, yeah. But so I found out, though, it's cheaper if you put luggage underneath because it was uh, like 80 bucks round trip. And if you do a carry-on, if Tammy and I both took carry-on, it would have been 45, it would have been 90 each way. Wow. So it was easier to just get one big one, we stuff everything in it and put it underneath. Yeah, that makes sense. It was cool. Um, Did you see in Vegas, uh, since everyone knows we live in Vegas, um, on November 15th, that teen, teen, those eight teenagers that were arrested for... uh, uh, Jumping that kid. Yeah, yeah it was like a that. mob and by the high school. Is yeah. that the school you said you, Rancho? Was that the school? That was my rival. I went to El Dorado oh, High School, El so Dorado. Rancho was our rival back then. Now it's a, um, um, what do they call it, like a lottery school or trade school? It's something like that, but it's not regular public school like it was back then. Like a magnet school? Magnet, that's the word, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but they, I, I did see that. It's sad, man, because- I mean, they um, found him laying in an alley. And then someone brought them, you know, and it, it's just, um, and now they're, th- so these kids are, eight of them are 13 to 17. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being 13 and you may be tried as an adult yeah. for homicide because he ended up passing away? So sad. I just, uh, I mean, that's like, when I think of that, I think of like Aiden, right? Yeah. Doing d- that age, like. You know, but Aiden knows he, better. He would yeah. never jump a kid. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, he totally. He wouldn't even be out with those eight wandering around. No, because it probably happened during school. And it probably. I feel bad for these kids because you don't know what their home life is like. You don't know if they've been taught uh, right from wrong. Right. But, you know, they make one big mistake. You know, jumping this kid, he ends up dying, and now it's possible you're going to prison for a long time. You know? But okay, but with that. At 13, don't you think every 13-year-old, whether you're a boy or a girl, knows that it's wrong to just kick and hit somebody that's on the ground multiple times and you know that you possibly could kill them? You would think so, right? But I remember being a teenager and we were out uh, at a store off of uh, Nellis Air Force Base, near Nellis Air Force Base out there. and. Uh, these guys were in an argument, and, and these two guys end up jumping this one guy, and the, and the guy falls down, and the guy, the kid literally lifts his boot up 
and stomps on his neck and you can hear a crack. Oh and I'm gosh. thinking about it. And, you know, so we, I go back to my friend's house and I'm telling him what happened. And I'm like, that's horrible, man. They just, you know, pounced on this guy's neck and you can hear it crack and everything. The guy ended up getting up, right? But uh, he wasn't severely injured, but he could have killed him, right? Sure. And so, and my friend's like, yeah, well, he deserved it. He did this and that. And I'm like, who deserves to get their neck cracked, you know, stomped on when on the ground? It doesn't, so other, there's kids that think that it's okay. Mm. You know, it just depends on how you were raised and how you were brought up, you know? Well, well part of me, you know, wants them, you know, the law enforcement side of me, uh, you know, wants them to be charged as adults, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then the Christian side of me that says, you know, they are young, you know, I, the ones that are maybe under 15, I think the 16, 17 year olds, they for sure should know better. But mm-hmm. I don't know, 13 being charged as an adult, it's tough. I, I, I mean, man, I just... You know, but th- even if they are charged as adults, they can only, um, I, I don't, I think it's like up to 25 years old or something, and then they can be possibly paroled. So it's not like they, you know, it's not like they're going to get life. They're, you know, they possibly would be able to get out, but uh, it's just sad for all the parties involved, yeah. you know, especially the person that uh, died. It's just. Uh, yeah, and the family. Yeah. But they said it wasn't a hate crime, so I guess that, you know, at least, no, it makes you, f- how do It wanna... makes me kind of feel like it, it's got to be like gang activity, right? Because, you know, I had some, some really tight friends, but there's no friends that I had back then that are just going to jump on my side and help me beat a kid up, you know, just because we got in a fight. So you think it was like an initiation? No, not initiation. Wow. Maybe like one of the guys that was getting... Uh, beat up was or was in a fight was a gang member and you know so his homies decided to jump in that's what it's it feels I mean, like looking at me, the just... picture of him he didn't look he oh, didn't really? look anything yeah. like he's a gangbanger but you never know nowadays. Uh, yeah true um yeah. but tonight is the uh uh, Monday Night Football, the Kelsey brothers are playing against each other again. Really? Like the Super Bowl last year. So I know one of them plays for the Chiefs. Who's the other one play for? The Eagles. Eagles he's okay. the center. That's Jason Kelsey. So Jason, yeah. The Eagles are not, I mean, the Chiefs not doing as, as well yeah, as they're Eagle. seven and two and really? Eagles are eight and one. That shows you how much I pay attention. I'm a Vikings fan. I still have not watched the, the game from yesterday. So don't tell me, you know, what happened. I'm going to watch it. Would you like to know that? Dobbs was hit and the guy that hit him was suspended four games. Would you want to know that? Well, you told me already. So whether I want to know. Okay. Well, (laughs) he was, I like Dobbs, you know, when cousins first got hurt, I was like, Oh man, I'm a big cousins fan. Right. But, um, and then the backup came in and went out. And so Dobbs came, I was like, who's this Dobbs guy? But he ended up doing really good. He reminds me of Randall Cunningham. How do you, I just, how do you not know the score already? Because I don't pay attention, you know, I don't you have, have the ESPN app. No, oh. and I I have the um, NFL app right on my smart TV downstairs. Okay, but it I have it set up so it doesn't show the scores because oh. I want to be surprised. But yeah, okay. don't, don't well, tell I, me. Well, I I won't tell you who won or lost, but I will tell you that he took a shot that even the coach believed it should be. Uh, a suspendable offense. So. What you mean, the coach of the uh, offender? 
No, of my of, of uh, Vikings. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, of course you're gonna. And that. he did. He got suspended today for four games because he has priors for doing the same. Wow, type uh, of hit. You know, lower. I'm sure when head. I see it, I'm gonna be like, "That's the hit that yeah. Derek was talking about." Yeah. Um. So they're playing tonight, Eagles and Chiefs. Yeah. You know what the what's it was the, seven uh, seven before I. Uh, uh, I wonder what the who's favored. Uh, probably the Eagles, just because they have the better record. Um. Let's see. But I don't know who's favored. And I don't understand that plus three, minus three crap either. So if it's minus, it means that uh, the betters are, think that like, he's going to win. So you have to, let's say it's three and a half, minus three and a half. Uh, you have to win by four points or more to, to cover the The spread. losing team? No, the, the winning team. Let's say the Chiefs are favored by three and a half, so they're minus three and a half. Okay. So if they win by four or more, then they cover. If they win just by a field goal then they don't cover because it's three and it's three and a half. You know what I'm saying? See, so. I've, I've never, um, I've never bet on football games like yeah. that because, uh, I don't understand that really. I know you just explained it and, but I'm still a little lost in a sense. Yeah. It's I'm not too easy. smart when it comes to that kind of stuff. Just sit down with you one day and write it down for you or something. Yeah. yeah okay. So this Kansas city shows that they're um, favored by uh, two and a half points. So if they win two by two and a half, so if they you, win by a field goal, then they cover. Oh. but if they and you get more money if you take the points or whatever, and they cover, it's it's like even money. So let's say oh. um, you bet fifty bucks for them to cover, they cover, you win fifty bucks, so you get a hundred bucks back. So you made fifty on yeah. fifty. Oh, yeah. Okay, maybe I should start uh, betting. I don't know. No, don't don't go down that road. <laughs> and then uh, going back to. Uh, Another another thing they're starting in Vegas. When I heard this, I thought it was pretty funny. But they're, they're on Fremont Street. Uh, the city council has added a ban called Order Out Corridor. Um, and it's so if you are a re repeat offender of a misdemeanor on Fremont Street, they ban you. I don't know how legally they can ban you from that because you're right, but it's, well, it's been passed for now and they said they're going to re-look at it in six months to see how okay. it goes. You know what I mean? Because it's a public area. Right. It's not private. Yeah. Like I get if it's a business, they can, you know, like we used to do that at UNLV, we would ban you for a year. Mm. Right. But it was only, max was a year. There, I, I couldn't read, I didn't find where, how long this ban is. But I thought that was kind of interesting that, you know, so you better not mess up on <laughs> Fremont Street, Jerry. My misdemeanors are a long time ago. No, but if I'm saying if you commit more on Fremont Street, you'd be banned. Yeah, I don't go to Fremont so, Street. You don't go there at all? No, I try to avoid the Fremont and the Strip. What, what about when family or guests or friends fly in and visit you don't like try to take them to the strip or anywhere if they say oh, i want to go somewhere i don't have any friends oh no, you I'm got me <laughs> no but uh so for example we got tickets to go see um one of the shows on the strip it was the awakening um it's at the win great show but when we first got tickets and my wife was telling me hey do you want to go I was thinking, no, I don't want to go because I don't want to go to on the strip, you know, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to be more supportive 
And so I'm like, yes, yeah, let's go. It might be fun. And I was like dreading the drive there and drive, dreading parking and dreading coming back. But it wasn't so bad. And the show was great. So I'd highly recommend seeing it, The Awakening. So afterwards, you were excited that you went. Yeah, I was happy I went. Because it was a good show. If it was a bad show, then you would have been definitely mad, right? Is it like a Circus Soleil show then? I don't know that much about shows. Um, Yeah, I I saw... Acrobatic types. That's what Circus Soleil is. Yeah, I I guess it was. A lot of special effects, but there's one part in the show where a guy just materializes before your eyes. You know, there's lasers going, flashing. It's kind of dark, but you're like, how the heck did they do that? Wow. And I was just completely amazed. I was like, I think this is really magic. That's the only explanation. (laughs) Yeah, I love all the shows. I used to have that house seats, and uh, yeah, it's it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we're going to do a, or I'm going to do, I guess, a cop story. Great. Um, I love those cop stories. <laughs> well, you know, you and Aiden watch it on <laughs> the internet. Um, I know. So uh, in, two, in 2004, when I was in detectives, um, the... CPS had brought a uh, victim of sexual abuse. Well, just some sort of sexual abuse, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And because the victim lived in Willits, which is So CPS, that's Child Child Protective Protective Services. Services. So it was a minor. It was a minor, yes. And, um, And so Willits PD didn't have detectives during this time I actually I, they still don't because they can't even get enough cops for the street let alone a detective but mm. so because we were the sheriff's office and we had detectives um they came to us and asked if we could do it and of course my sergeant was like yeah we'll you know help them out so we did this it's called a pretext phone call um where you have the victim call the suspect mm-hmm. And, um, which is illegal in Nevada. Which is illegal in Nevada. <laughs> um, which is so stupid because I I got so many people on that. Like, mm. it's the best thing ever. Um, but the suspect I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, his name was, uh, I'll just say, Last of Garcia. But he was our superior court clerk. So imagine... At the courthouse, like I work now, mm-hmm. I was a bailiff there for overtime here and there. So on my days off, I would go to the courthouse and work as a bailiff, right? And he was the superior court clerk. So he was the judge's clerk, okay? Okay. And he would give me the paperwork to, like, give to the attorneys, give to the bad guy, you know, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so I knew him. And he was a local pastor at the time. And he was the suspect. Wow. And so um, I literally, uh, we did the call, um, got enough that I went to Wilts PD, told him what we had, and we went to the guy's house Mm. and arrested him in front of his wife. And uh, we took him back to the uh, sheriff's substation, which was above the PD. How old was the suspect? Uh, not the suspect. Sorry, the uh, suspect victim. was forty. Like the, the victim. Like, sorry. Um, under eighteen. You don't know how. 
I do. I just don't want to say. Well, I'm trying to envision it. Is it like a nine-year-old or is it like a fourteen-year-old? It's it's more like a fourteen-year-old, but but it was it was uh, it had happened for a little while. Okay. Okay. Uh, It was called a two eighty-eight point five, which is continuous sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, which is a max, or uh, which is eleven years back then in two thousand four. It was eleven years automatic, right? Mm-hmm. So we bring him back to the sheriff's office. We put him in the room, and I tell this police officer for Wilts PD because it's his case, right? So I tell him what I have. We go there. They do the arrest, and now he's going to interview the guy. And so I told him, "Hey, when you read him his rights, you got to kind of sugarcoat it because he knows his rights big time." Right, he's hears them all the time in the court courtroom. Mm-hmm. So he reads them his rights, and the guy says he wants an attorney because the guy the the guy just totally messed up when he read him his rights. So that means we can't talk to him, right? So as we walk downstairs, and they're gonna uh, do some paperwork downstairs at their police department before they take him to the jail, because he knows me, he turns to me. And says, Derek, I want to know what happened or what she said. And I said, so you want to talk to me? And he said, yes. I said, okay, we'll go back upstairs. So because he contacted me Mm -hmm. and said he wanted to talk to me, legally, I can do that, right? But I couldn't say, hey, you sure? You know, I couldn't have initiated it first. Yeah, you just had to read him his rights again. So I took him back up. Hey, you're, you could be a cop. Hey, you might be a cop soon. <laughs> so I took him back upstairs. I read him his rights. And then I started by saying, you know, when we went downstairs, you contacted me, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And he said, yes, yes, yes. So anyhow, he decided he wanted to talk to me. So I gave him a little. He would give me a little. Basically, when I was done with this interview, I had him on this 288.5, right? Okay. So... We take, they take him to the jail and literally our DA at the time, Norm Froman, who was a just total piece of crap. He's passed away now, but he contacted an attorney for him because he knew him, right? Cause he worked at the courthouse, mm-hmm. contact an attorney for him and told the attorney that if he pled the next morning, he would only get three years. Wow. Right. So I'm, I'm at court and I'm hearing all this. And so I go up to Norm Broman and I said, Hey, please don't do this. I got him on 11 years and he's all, oh, well, the victim's not on board. And I said, yeah, victims don't get on board right away. Like they just want it to stop. They're, they're not even thinking that they want arrests right. or anything like that, especially if it's someone they know or whatever, they just want it to stop. Okay. Right. So. He d- he says no. We're we're I'm letting him plead at the arraignment on a sex case. I've never had a case before that, and I've never had a case since then where someone play pleads to a sex case at the arraignment. So this guy got three years and went to prison. Mm. Well, when they get out you can have the victim can have you write a letter to the parole. So he doesn't get paroled to the town that the victim lives in. Right. So he got paroled to another kind of near where you said that you lived in the air force. Right. Mm -hmm. I want, I won't mention town names, but 
So this program that I ran, the Sexual Assault Felony Enforcement, it was called SAFE. It was a grant that I ran from 2007 till I retired in 2015. While I was a sergeant, I ran that. So we would go to other counties to do what was called safe sweeps. And that's where we're going to make sure these sex offenders are in compliance. Mm -hmm. So I go to this county to do, you know, every couple months I would go to another county and we would do a weekend like on a Thursday, Friday, and we would do these sweeps. So we go to this one county and they group us up in four or five people. And then those four or five have, have a packet of, you know, eight to 10 people that they're going to go check on. Right. Right. We're going to their houses and stuff like that. So believe it or not, <laughs> man, this is, this is so funny. So we're looking at the packet and I see him in the packet. I didn't know where he was living. Mm. I just knew he wasn't living in my county. Right. And I see that he's one of the spots we're going to hit. Right. Okay. So we drive to their house. We all go in. Him and his wife are sitting. They're still married. They're sitting on the couch and I'm standing behind him. He doesn't even know I'm behind him. Mm -hmm. And the parole officer for him is in front of him talking to them. Right. So she's facing me and they're sitting in front of me. Right. And she says, we're there to do a, you know, a check because he's still on parole. Mm -hmm. Right. So if he's on parole, we can automatically go in. Right. So we go in and we're searching. I'm still standing behind him. And they're doing the search. And so then she calls me into the bedroom and we find a stuffed animal. And you're not allowed to have anything that can entice a child. Wow. Right? Now, this bear looks a little old, but still, he shouldn't have it. Right. Like, he should have got rid of it Mm -hmm. when he got out and got on parole. So we bring it to him. You know, she brings it to the front, shows him. Does he recognize you? He hasn't seen me yet because he's still facing them right right, as she's talking right so i'm behind and she asks him about the teddy bear Mm -hmm. right um and he says oh that's my wife so she's had that like 30 years or whatever right Mm -hmm. and she explains that you can't have anything and he's like well where'd you even find it like he he trying to act like he didn't know it was even there okay so uh so then i decide to say well Mr. Garcia, I actually called him his first name. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, you know, you can't have that. And <laughs> I wish we were being videotaped right now. We're not on YouTube yet, but he we turned, will be. He turned turns around, around look, takes a look, looks back forward, turns back to me again, looks forward, turns back a third time and says, Derek. And I said, Dan, that's his name, right? <laughs> and... He, his mouth, like, he was like in shock, right? Mm-hmm. And so I said, Dan, stand up and put your hands behind your back. You're going to jail. And we, and then the wife says, who is he? And he says, you don't remember him? He's the guy that arrested me originally. She gave me the most dirtiest look. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool. We walked him out put him in the patrol car and he was going to spend the weekend in jail. So his wife stayed with him after all that, huh? 
Yeah, yeah. Infidelity. And I'm sure they're still together. Kid. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But he went to jail for the weekend, and uh, I was pretty stoked. And the uh, when the victim found out that I was leaving detectives, this was before I did that sweep, but when I was still in detectives, she, uh, it's still, I still have it at my house. She got me a little uh, music box with a police officer, although I was sheriff's office. It was, you know, they don't, they don't make much stuff for quote deputy, uh, you know, deputies or sheriff. Everything's police, mm -hmm. right? So it's a police officer kneeled down with a little girl holding a teddy bear and it's a music box. Mm -hmm. And when she somehow found out when my last day was on the job, as a detective, she brought me balloons and this uh, gift. It was pretty, and this was, you know, another two years later. Wow. So it, it was pretty cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So he's, he's uh, going to be a sex offender for, you know, technically you're a sex offender for life in right. California. So, but yeah, that, that's a, I, I have so many stories that we'll talk about throughout uh or podcast days. Yeah, I got a few I'll share. You got one now or no? Nah, it's kind of uh, late in the day, so let's okay. uh, wrap this up. So you're up. sharing the next one then? Okay. All right. Well, um, again, thank you. Uh, you know, share, uh, mark all the boxes is what I say. I kind of like that. Mark all the boxes. Check yeah. all the boxes and follow is it mark us. mark or check? You got to stick with one yeah. of them. Check, 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 okay. check. Yeah, check all the boxes, follow us. and Check us. it out. Yeah, check us out. The Derek and Jerry Show. All right, till next right. time. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Real Men Unscripted with Derek and Jerry. <laughs>